0: is the last episode of the series. Woo! Um, I know I'm here with my <laughs> lovely pal Cherie. Cherie we're gonna miss you. You're so fabulous. Thank okay. you for bringing all the insight and wisdom.
1: How it's are always you today? A pleasure. Always a pleasure to be on the on the podcast. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I uh, yeah I'm good. I'm ready for my lunch I think so if oh. I hear me times maybe I couldn't wait and I started eating something (laughs) (laughs) munch munch
0: munch anyway um can you tell us what are we talking about today what's the chat
1: yeah no for our last foundation uh podcast we're talking about why church why church we've talked about God. We've talked about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We've talked about some Christian practices like reading your Bible and praying. And now we want to talk about uh, the community of believers being a part of a church. And so we're not just talking about a building, which we'll go into, and we're not just talking about a religious organization. We're talking about being a part of the Christian community, and that's so important to the growth of our faith, and it's really commanded by Jesus, and uh, it's, you know, a big part of what we read in the Bible. So this isn't just us saying it, it's from God. But first and foremost, we want to have our hot question. So, this is quite a good one. Bridget came up with this one. What is the best party you've ever been to, Bridget? Oh, very good.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you know what? The best party consists of two things, in my humble opinion. hmm Amazing food. Okay, three things. Amazing food. And that food needs to be, like, it needs to be, like, multi-choice. So you can have a little bit of this, a little bit of this. There needs to be, like, a pudding table. Um, don 't give me one pudding, give me a table of puddings. Um, there needs to be great people who are up for some great chat and there needs to be music like good music that you can really get your dance onto and so that for me looks like three things that insight into my life like proper house trance beats like on the floor, kind of you know <laughs> 90s like you know dance beats yes. like, there. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Kaylee music like I love a Kaylee now for those anyone oh. listening who's not in Scotland a Kaylee is like Scottish dancing that's like a bit wild and fast and great so the best parties I've been to have involved those things pudding tables trans beats slash Kaylee music and some good chat from people how about
1: you well that's a strong shout a Kaylee there's not much better than a good Kaylee I've been to some really fun ones Um, I can't think of one specific instance, but when I graduated from high school, some friends of mine moved into this, like, shack together. It was not even a house. It was just, like, a mess. (laughs) And um, it was three guys, and they called the place Boogie Central. (laughs) Amazing. And I spent my whole summer at their house, and it was just the funnest summer. I was done with school, and I would hang out there, like, every other night and just, you know, either watching TV or, you know, messing around and Boogie Central has a dear, dear place in my heart for that summer that we all (laughs) spent in that shack of a house. (laughs) Wow. Isn't it funny though? Like at those times, sometimes the
0: best places or the best times that we've got wasn't because we were living in the most beautiful house or even had the best food or anything. It was just because the people we hung out with, you know?
1: Yep, and that was an amazing summer. The people. Now, we talk about a party because when we're talking about church, you know, um, heaven, the community of believers, people who are following Christ together, it's described like a banquet, which is possibly the best party in ancient times that you could go to. A huge spread of food, usually a banquet involves some sort of celebration like a wedding Or something like that. Speaking of parties, I've been to some really fun weddings too. And that's what it says that heaven is going to be like. A huge party, a huge banquet that we all get to go to. And the church should be a reflection of that, like it should be our little taster of what that is like here on earth, because it's God's physical community around us. It's like a family on earth that's meant to bring us together, to grow us in our relationship with God, give us a sense of hope and belonging, and of course, lots of fun, which not every church is great at, but church and the community of believers really ought to be fun, a place full of friends. And I think Bridget's going to speak a little bit more about those relationships.
0: Yeah. So I think I'm going to say, I'm just going to say two things. The first thing is sometimes I know that what we're talking about has not been people's um, reality. And actually often when you speak to people about God, the first thing they say is they actually talk about negative experiences of Christians or church, actually not got anything to do with God. But understandably, um, similarly to myself, um, they then kind of, you know, think that's what God's like. And that was one of the main reasons I didn't want anything to do with God because I thought God was like what I'd experienced in church. But guess what, that's not the only story. And I think we've got to remember, like, the church is made up of broken people. I'm broken, you're broken. And so sometimes that means that when we haven't dealt with our stuff, when we haven't like got into parts of our lives for healing, that means that sometimes we do hurt each other and we sometimes say and do things that are really not okay. So I think we need to just say that, but then I think we also want to talk about the church that is talked about in the Bible and the church that we should be pursuing. So putting that aside, We want to say church is family. Now, I know family have different experiences for different people. Okay, so some of us have positive experiences, some of us don't. However, in the Bible, um, Jesus spent all this time with his really close friends, and they weren't just friends, they became family. He calls them brothers and sisters. Um, And he he says that because, um, yeah, they were family. So, church is family. It's a place where we are called to belong, it's a place where we're called to be accepted. But like any family, it can be hard. You know, we sometimes have good days and then we sometimes don't have good days or we sometimes have disagreements or, you know, Sheree wants to run something one way and I want to run something the other way. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible has talked about family and church being about a place of unity, the body, um, where we all have a different role to play. Um, But ultimately, it's about us knowing God is our father, recognizing who we are in Jesus and inviting God's spirit to help us um, taking time to get to know how to live following God and building relationships with God in prayer, and then as a result, we are able then to do church family well. Um, we learn to love each other well when we learn to love ourselves, and so sometimes um, when that's broken down in church, it's been because people are struggled to love themselves even like God does. and So first of all, we have to learn to um, love ourselves as God does and then learn to love other people the same way, which might mean that we've got to accept people for all their interesting quirks, right? And um, their interesting traits or ways of doing things differently than us. Um, But the important thing is we can't do this faith journey alone like, I can't do this faith journey on my own. I need other people. Um, and so that's why the community of believers, the community of people on the same faith journey as us is so, so important.
1: Mm. No, definitely. The church is just like family in the sense too, that you've, you're you always going to have a weird uncle and, you know, <laughs> the, the cat lady and <laughs> all of that. So it is definitely about um, looking around and saying, you know, these are, flawed people, but I am here for them, and they are here for me. Now, church is like a family, and that sort of takes us down the right road, because we need to remember that church is not just about a building, and not just about a physical building, obviously, on the street where you live. It's also not just about sort of one organization. You know, I think people think of churches a lot almost like they're businesses, or (laughs) like they're institutions, um, but the church is deeper than that. It's relationship, and the church is spiritual. Hebrews 10, to 25 says, let us help each other to love others and to do good. Let us not stay away from church meetings. Some people are doing this all the time, but comfort each other as you see the day of his return, Jesus's return, coming near. So we can feel like the church might be weird and full of quirky personalities, or the church is just a building, just an institution, but the Bible tells us don't give up meeting with other Christians, don't give up the church, because this is something that we need. It's about people. It's about people loving God and each other and their community, and growing together in what God has for them to be. Now, we talked a few weeks ago about how the Holy Spirit gives us each gifts, and that You know, if you have a gift that's being not being used to build up the church, well, that means a church out there somewhere is missing you and you're missing them because you're all meant to be sort of brought together in one body of Christ where we serve together, where we grow together. So don't give up going to church, even if you have had a bad experience, even if it seems a little useless to you. It's really not. It's something that God is going to use powerfully in your life. And I think Bridget's going to talk a little bit more about how the church can really be used powerfully for you yeah
0: and i think it's it's thinking a little bit more about this idea that church is not this building church is a community of people who believe in jesus who are following jesus together and as a result church happens it's the it's interactions between each other it's the how we love each other how we love god and how we love our community um ephesians 4 it says christ gave gifts to men and women i.e us he gave them Some the gift of missionaries, some to be preachers, others to be preachers who go from town to town. He gave others the gift to be a church leader and teachers. These gifts help people work well for him and then the church, which is the body of Christ, will be made strong. All of us are to be one in faith and in knowing the Son of God. We are to be full-grown Christians standing as high and complete as Christ himself. Okay, what does this mean? Basically, it means that God has given us gifts, which we talked about in, I think, episode three of this foundation series about the fact that those gifts are there to help us love each other well, like Jesus, and to help spread the good news of God. And that when we do that well, God's church happens as a result, and God's church grows. And also, when we come together and we encourage each other, we spur each other on, and um, we become strong in our faith. We become strong Christians. It's really important. But there's some really important things here. Like everybody has something to share. Everybody is important. Everybody um, needs to have space created for them. Everybody matters. And I think sometimes we can get into this idea, I don't know about you, Sheree, where you know, you've been maybe part of churches or communities where like certain people's gifts are seen as like elite gifts. Like, oh, they've got that gift, so they're more important. Or they're doing this, so they're more important. Do you know what? Like that is not what the Bible says. The Bible Mm. says we're equal. We're called to unity. Some gifts maybe are seen more upfront. Absolutely. But doesn't make them any more important. And so that's actually about us recognizing that there's space for me in church. There's space for every single person. Every single person matters. Mm. Um, And it's a place where, you know, I'm called actively to participate. I think sometimes, you know, we often are really quick to moan about church, oh, church is not doing this, and why is it not doing that? And I don't like that. And those might be absolutely foul comments. Maybe the fact that you see that is because God's calling you to have an active role in changing that. You know, I think sometimes we don't think we're the people to be part of the change, but you know the saying, be the change you want to see in the world. And I think this is true with church as well. Be the change that you want to see in the church. If you want to see a community that is including, how are you including people? If you want to see a community that's accepting, how do you accept people? If you want to see a community that's really good at loving their community, well, how are you serving your community? We all have an active role to play. And I think it's, it's important to recognize that. And it's important to know what that then looks like. It has to start with us. Yeah. Um, and together, then something happens, right? It's,
1: it's incredible. Church is definitely not a spectator sport. God calls us to be actively involved. And he says that he's given us all gifts to do it. So we don't have an excuse like, oh, well, I don't have anything to offer. You absolutely do, because God says he's given you things to offer. And this is important because church isn't just about us. It's about all, uh, not just about us, like the individual, me, me, me. It's about all of us. It's about the community. Because just as church creates a space for you, And there's a role for you to play and things for you to do. Well, that's true of other people too. And we talked about, you know, churches can be full of quirky personalities and folks who maybe we wouldn't want to sit next to on a bus. (laughs) But the church is for them just as much as it's for you. And we need to create loving, accepting spaces for every kind of person to come in and to grow in their relationship with God. You know, the more mature we become in our faith, the more it's our role to invite people in to help them um, understand who God is, to help them understand what their gifts are and how they can grow. And so, if you're coming to church every single week with the attitude of, well, what do I, what am I going to get out of this? You know, what do I need? How can I be the center of attention? Which, I mean, I say this to myself because I'm a huge attention hog and (laughs) I'm sure I could learn this. It's so much more about other people as we become mature. Who can you be looking to, to help grow? Who can you pay attention to? Who can you show love and acceptance to and help grow? So next time you're even on an online service or speaking to another Christian, take just a minute and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. you say, Holy Spirit, you know, who could I reach out to today? Holy Spirit, what do you want to teach other people? Please use me to make space for others. It's a huge part of being a part of the Christian community.
0: Absolutely. And I think Jesus talked so much about this, didn't he? Like he talked about it in terms of a group of people who were called the Pharisees. And these people were like the religious elite and they really thought they had it sorted. And they hung around the temple, which was the equivalent of like our church. And they really thought they had it sorted and they massively turned down their noses. They looked down on people who were less than them, people who were maybe poorer, people who were maybe not well, and they didn't treat them with love. And Jesus turns up and he's like, guys, you've got it wrong. If you are not able to love these people, then you're not able to love God. Um, It's like not an either or, it's not like, oh, well, they've got the gift of looking out for people. Aren't they amazing? No, no, no. We're all called to love each other, which means that we're going to have to often get over ourselves, you know? And it's amazing because because of this, just going to get my a high horse and because of this like <laughs> I've got friends genuine really close friends that if I had taken them at face value we might have not have become friends mm. and actually because I got to know them and um, maybe they didn't dress like me maybe they didn't come from the same place as me maybe they weren't popular in my opinion or whatever it was that i would made my mind up about them actually they were as valid a human being as anybody and actually because I put that aside maybe I had to address some stuff in me We then became really good friends and I wouldn't trade their relationships for the world. And equally, they didn't judge me on how I appeared to have whatever it was, you know. Um, So that's what church is about. So Mm -hmm. getting practical, we're landing Mm -hmm. this. We want to really encourage you guys to find your community. Now, sometimes church can be really hard and there's a balance between sticking something out because the church is not perfect and it is a work in progress And also working out when it's maybe time to move on to a new church community. Um, That line is different for every single person. And there's been different times in my life where I have changed church community. Um, But I think I've always tried to um, find that time when, if that has been something I've been questioning, I've sought the counsel of other people who I trust and who love and know me. And I've also really sought what God is trying to say to me in my life. Um, Yeah. And I think it's a balance. If you are in a church community that is really, really damaging who you are and is a place where you feel you're not able to walk out what God is asking you to do, it maybe is no longer the right specific church community for you. Mm-hmm. However, in this situation, we can't be shopping for the best church with the best this and the best that. And that's what makes church good. Church is about learning to build good relationships with people and often that involves sacrifice on our part so find your community find a place where you're loved and accepted and where you're able to love and accept other people
1: Mm.
0: turn up and show up is my next thing you've got to turn up to be included to be um, a participant Um, and it's one thing to turn up but actually a lot of the church is full of people who just turn up but they don't show up. And what I mean by show up is saying, I'm willing to be part of this family. I'm willing to take part. I'm willing to join the conversations. I'm willing to get my hands dirty. I'm not for cleaning the toilets. I'm not for loving my neighbor. Mm -hmm. If we're going to get what it means to be part of Jesus' church, we've got to turn up, but also show up. And then I guess I'm kind of repeating myself here, but get involved, you know, get involved in stuff. If you want to build a good relationship with people, join them in whatever's happening. And have an attitude that says, you know what? Anyone can serve. I think that's what Jesus did. He, he served people. And so there was no task that was above him. There was no, I guess, job or chore that was too, too rubbish for him. You know, he got his hands dirty and we're called to do the same. We're not better than other people. So yeah. those are my top tips. Um, find your community. Turn up and show up and get your hands dirty. Be willing to get involved in the action. Mm
1: no really good really good again church is not for spectators it's something for you to really engage with to get involved in and uh, you know if you're growing in your faith then that will um, happen naturally naturally more and more now our hero of the faith to round out the whole series my goodness uh is quite a famous church planter in china um his name was watchman me nee, and i do mean watchman like a watchman on a wall and he changed his name to that um uh when he became a christian to sort of um yeah i guess be uh, a sign of his new faith that he wanted to you know be this like sentry on a wall for christ you know um especially in china and because he lived during the communist revolution in china where um missionaries uh foreign missionaries were all thrown out which happened i think several times in china's history but in the um communist revolution especially um, really, it was all Christianity was seen as this, you know, foreign influence, a Western influence that they wanted to rid themselves of. But um, Watchman Nee re- started house churches. Really, uh, was a huge leader in the underground church there, and for forty years was this key figure to, um, you know, spreading the gospel to making sure that Christian literature and Bibles were being sort of smuggled as it were into China and being brought in. Um, And he stands as this huge, um, yeah, I suppose father of the house church movement in China, which is, you know, millions of Christians now. And I bring this up because we've been talking about the church is not just a building. The church is not just an institution. And in China in those days and really still today, People are just not as free to meet as we are in a public way, in sort of this organized, institutional kind of way. And yet we see the number of Christians growing exponentially. We see even under persecution, because Watchman Nee, of course, was imprisoned many times for many, many years by the communist government. That ought to really inspire us about what it really means to be a part of a church where we're not being forced along. We're not just joining a club but we're really giving all of our lives to to Jesus and to his community here on earth. So do read more about Watchman Me, an incredibly inspiring life and an amazing church planter as well.
0: Wow. I need to definitely check him out. He sounds like an amazing man. Um, So yeah, this is us. End of this um, series. Um, We would really hope that this foundation's, series has really inspired you um to get to grip to some of the yeah the core things about what it means to follow God and follow Jesus with our whole lives and Cherie what a joy it's been it's so great always to hang out with you and for all your infinite wisdom and we really wish you the very best we're praying for you we're standing with you as you become a mum of two exciting journey isn't it <laughs> And um, we'll definitely get you back on the Dimes Girlcast. So no, keep in next touch. time you
1: hear from me, it might be with a brand new baby in arms. <laughs> Yay! We can't <laughs> wait. Together. And I hope everyone really got a lot out of this series. Um, don't leave it here, everybody. Go dig deeper into all these topics, and you'll be better for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're really excited. We've got a new series coming out. Um, it will be with you next week. Um, uh, we're getting ready for Christmas. How crazy is that? It's come around quickly. And you know, 2020 has been a tough year. So we have an amazing opportunity. Our next series, we're getting guests, special guests who are all going to be part of our series. People from across Scotland who are involved in youth work, involved in doing lots of really exciting things across our nation, sharing with us on what it means to wait, what it means to wait for the hope of Christmas and how... Yeah, in that waiting time, which can feel so hard it's not wasted. God's got good things for us. So we're going to be releasing our Advent series. We're really excited about launching this and we're really excited about sharing um, with some really great people from, um, from Alpha to 24-7 Prayer, mm-hmm. um, to people from Youth for Christ, to lots of other places like Tear Fund and all these guys. I don't want to say too much, but tune in next week for our special guests. And until then, we hope you have a good week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye everyone. Take care. Bye bye.